3: Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land.
4: It's the third and final hour of Prime Time Action. We'll welcome in Sean Ajad in just a second here, talking all things uh, golf momentarily. Back with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. I'm Ben Wilson. First, though, quick run through all of our scores right now. Just get everybody up to date. We'll go through all the full live odds and preview some of the late games coming up in about a half hour's time as we, uh, we get ready to wrap up the show. But uh, Kelly... Oh, lots going on. Freddie Peralta just gave up a lead. Matt's getting upset about potential fantasy uh, implications for pitchers he's got in the lineup. Yeah, a lot happening.
5: Yeah, blue uh, Blue Jays and Orioles right now. Orioles with a three to two lead. That game in the top of the sixth inning. Uh, let's see, Matt's plus 140 hanging on for dear life there. Red Sox a lead over the Braves. That is five to four in the top of the sixth. Guardians with a two to nothing lead over the Tigers, bottom of the seventh inning. White Sox, two to one lead. Over the Royals, top of the sixth inning. Phillies up three to one now on the Marlins. That game just in the top of the fifth. Mets with a two to nothing lead over the Reds, bottom of the
4: third. That just happened. Lindor! Oh, really? Yeah, like a s- five seconds ago.
5: Nationals and Cubs, that game all tied up at one apiece, bottom of the third inning. Rangers with a three to nothing lead over the Astros, top of the fourth. If you wanted to get in on the Astros, they are plus 330 on the, live on the money line, eight and a half set total. Rays and Brewers, two apiece. Uh, that game in the bottom of the third inning. And the Rockies out to a 3 to nothing lead over the
4: Cardinals. That game's still in the bottom of the first inning. Dandy Diaz, two-run homer there for Tampa to tie the game at two. And then Francisco Lindor goes yard. Two-run shot there for the Mets. In the bottom of the third. Again, full live odds coming along with our late previews in about a half hour's time. But right now, let's welcome in our good buddy Sia Najad, uh, who who hops on today. Not only do we love Sia because he is a great uh, PGA analyst here. Uh, you see his work at uh, SiriusXM Fantasy, the uh, the Win Daily Show, but also he's an attorney, so he can talk about some of the the legal stuff. So Sia, let's just begin with that. And we uh, we saw the TRO temporary restraining order voided by a judge today uh, with the, the three different players who are requesting that immediate entry uh, into the FedEx Cup playoffs here. So a lot of people just in the immediate aftermath are saying, all right, PGA Tour one up in this you know hypothetical match play against the live tour. Uh, where do you expect this to go from here? And, and what's really your takeaway from what we saw happen today there with the judge?
2: I think it's fair to say that the PGA Tour is one up, but this, you know, first one to 10 wins. So we are not even really close to eclipsing anything super important as it relates to the antitrust case, at least not as far as legal rulings are concerned. Uh, with that said, I was a little surprised the judge uh, ruled against the temporary restraining order only because I kind of thought she would follow the model that that over across the pond for the Scottish Open, those three guys that got to play in the Scottish Open, I thought it would be this, a similar circumstance. I actually watched most of the hearing, and the argument really hinged on this irreparable harm uh, component of granting the temporary restraining order and whether or not there was a likelihood that those three players, including, of course, Taylor Gooch, would be irreparably harmed. She seemed to kind of fix her argument on the, the monetary value that these guys are getting from the live tour. I don't think the live attorneys did a great job articulating the non-monetary component of the damages. And in terms of like getting access to the majors in, in, in future years and things of that nature. So with all of that said, I I, I think maybe I, I don't want to blame the attorneys. I think maybe the ruling was probably incorrect there. But again, that, that's just my opinion. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with the larger, more global antitrust issues.
6: Sia, before we move on to just talk more about the tournament this week with this, we were talking about the betting implications of, of all of this. And Really, the reason it bums me out more than anything else is because, you know, listen, if we end up getting a situation where half the good players are on one side and half the good players are on the other side, we're going to end up with some pretty watered down fields. We're going to end up with some pretty narrow betting opportunities. It's going to really... I mean, this golf was the sport when legalized sports betting happened in the United States that I was most excited about. I thought it had the biggest room for growth. I understand yep. that. It, I mean, it, it is so perfectly made for in-game betting as well with the pace of the play and all of that. I, I was so incredibly hyped for this, and now I'm starting to get this weird feeling. I'm like, man, this could be really terrible from a betting aspect. I know I'm being selfish from when I say it because I look at everything through a betting lens, but truly, this
2: could this could crush things for us from a betting standpoint. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think the implication there or at least the premise is that it, there's a finite number of really talented golfers that are coming up through, let's say, the corn Ferry Tour or over in Europe or, on the PGA Tour. And I just don't think that's true. I think there's such an influx of talented golfers that even this year we saw with Cameron Young, with Davis Riley, with Mito Pereira. I mean, the list goes on and on. And what we saw two, three years ago with guys we never heard of, like Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa, and at one time, Matthew Wolf, who was talented and is now at Live. I think the larger point I'm trying to make is that some of these guys, we're just not aware they exist yet. And so, the way Live is structured, at least as it's presently constituted, there's a fixed number of guys that are going to be over there playing on that Live tour. And what that means is that the influx of guys coming from the Corn Ferry tour and potentially other places. I think they're probably going to be really talented, as talented as some of the young guys that are coming in now, and therefore, I think the betting opportunities are going to be similar. If if nothing else, I think there might be more betting opportunities, and I don't think the fields will be watered down because this year's Justin Thomas or you, you name the big golfer, Jordan Spieth is is two years from now, you know, a guy we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So I just think we're we're in a spot where there is a, a way more talented golfers. That we are going to find out about, especially if they're properly marketed by the PGA Tour, for example, over the next few years. And I think we're going to see talent across the board.
4: No, it's, it's certainly interesting. And we saw one of the lawyers today kind of let slip that the, the live tour for next year, like all 48 slots, like they're already full, which was kind of an interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was a whole as you pointed out to so it was a whole day from the lawyer perspective side of just being like. But saying a lot of things (laughs) is how we would describe it. So that's one of those things you have to keep in mind going forward. As we transition see here to the actual tournament uh, this week going on in Memphis, we had our, our brief initial preview here earlier on in the show tonight and such a big discussion around this course is how penal it is especially off the tee how and how that is going to be a downfall of a number of players with how much water is out on this course especially uh, combined with the difficult rough you you might face if you miss the fairways there so when you look at your driving models for this week what specifically within the strokes gain driving are you actually looking at that's going to
2: be a big influence on uh, and your overall card there this week yeah, maybe I'm giving you the obvious answer, but accuracy is going to be paramount here. The The course is longer than what we saw last week, but it's certainly not super long. And We've seen guys here succeed that are short hitters and are accurate hitters. Chez Reeve is a good example of that. Listen, I don't think in this field, Chez Reavy is going to win the tournament. I don't think he's going to top five or top 10, but he is the type of golfer that can succeed here. And what he does is he keeps it in the fairway almost all the time. And when he succeeds, he's got good approach. So. The off the tee sort of, I mean, if you want to look at total driving, that's great, but I'm looking at accuracy and I'm looking at approach. Putter, I'm kind of dismissing to some degree. Uh, Of course, I I would love for a guy to have a hot putter or come in with good recent form with the putter. But for me, it's accuracy and it's approach. And I hate to reduce it to something so easy. Of of course, I'm also going to take a peek at course history and recent form. I want these guys to come in with really good recent form. And we have a a long list of guys who keep it in the fairway, are dialed in on approach, and have good course history and recent form.
6: So I'm— Curious as to how you whittle down the pool, because one thing for me is I have a I do have a group of golfers that I kind of look at when I know that the scoring is going to be difficult. I have a group of golfers that I kind of look at when I know the scoring can be can be plentiful. And so are, are there some guys that you would kind of almost automatically just dismiss considering it seems as if birdies are going to be tough to come by here if we look historically over this if we look at the condition things like that are there some guys that you kind of just go ahead and move out of the player pool instantly because that's just not the type of golfer for for a tournament like this
2: well, in terms of the elite players, the answer is no. But there are the reverse is true. There are players like Will Zalatoris who's going to be very popular as a betting and, and a daily fantasy option that I think are actually like very well suited. So, to the extent you push somebody sort of in because of the, your your point about a difficult course, you, you inevitably push other people down. So whether I'm pushing somebody out or in, it's kind of the same thing because there's only so many players I'm going to bet or look at it in matchups and things of that nature. So I I definitely think this is a course where the elite will be the ones to survive. If I have to X somebody out, I'm going to X somebody out like Cameron Smith, for example, or somebody... Like, um, I'm trying to think of a- another guy at-, at the top end that might be a little wayward off the tee. Listen, Cam Smith has been very good here, but they like John Rahm's another guy I'm, I'm like, he gets most, he picks up most of his stuff off the tee, but he hasn't been great on approach. He hasn't been great with the putter or the short game. So there are guys that I'm trying to X out, but. All these guys, like the top twenty guys here, are are really elite for a reason. So they're all kind of in the mix here. Again,
4: a John joining us right now, talking the St. Jude Championship, kicking off the three tournament stretch, FedEx Cup playoffs. Follow Cinta by the way at a John if you don't do so already. So as you look at the card where you have it as of now here on a Tuesday night, where was your starting point? How far down the board did you look at there for value on the outright market?
2: Yeah, so the outright market, it's it's one thing to talk about long shots with first round leader, but in this tournament, the outright market, I'm keeping it pretty short, which I don't normally do, but but here we are. Scotty Scheffler at twenty-five to one. This guy rebounds with the putter, and he's gonna he's gonna put his stamp on this tournament like he did five, six, seven months ago when he was winning everything. So Scotty Scheffler, I like it twenty-five to one. Tony Finau, listen, I mean, he's been on fire and and he, he, he checks all the boxes uh, course history isn't great, but everything else he's, he's checking boxes 30 to one. I like that Jordan Spieth, who I just mentioned, he, he has been a little less wayward off the tee, So I, I actually like him speed at 35 to one and Hideki Matsuyama kind of going under the radar at 40 to one.
4: There we go. See you Jad uh, talking some St. Jude championship, anything you are going to sprinkle a uh, first round leader. I know you've done that. Uh, we've talked about that basically every time you're on, just cause you've had a lot of success doing it. Any, anything you're looking at there?
2: A few short guys and a few long guys. Scotty Scheffler 25 to 1. Zala Torres 30 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama 40 to 1. And then the long shots are Mito Pereira at 80 to 1. KH Lee and Aaron Rye at 100 to 1. Oh. Two matchups I'll just mention Jordan Spieth minus 120 over Burns and Xander minus 110 over Matt Fitzpatrick. All right. Going to be a very, very fun week. Thank you for joining us, by the way, on such short notice. A lot, of, a lot going on in the uh, golf world, so we appreciate it. Uh,
4: as always, we'll talk soon. Love hanging out with you guys. Thanks for having me Absolutely. Out. Uh, it, there was a rain delay in Baltimore, Matt. So oh. <laughs> going to be a oh,
0: oh,
5: no. Oh,
4: I'm not going to get a winner video. No. At, oh, winner video. We have
5: a fire leading
4: five. So sad. Three. Uh, yeah, we haven't inning? had a winner video in a long time. What inning are we in? Sixth inning. Okay.
6: I would have had time if it had just played out, but, you know, it's really sad. Really
4: sad we usually don't do premature because momentum is a either. very real
6: thing. I'm losing all the momentum yeah. in, the, the la- in this, in this yeah, game, yeah. Definitely, right definitely, yeah. The so last time we brutal. did a
4: premature winner video was when Jonathan von Tobel was here and he had the Blue Jays and they were up like 28 to 3. So we, d- we mm-hmm. just gave him a premature winner video. I don't think we can do that with, with Matthew. It's a 5 3 game. When we return, Megan Payton joins the show talking some NFL futures. That is next on primetime action.
0: 18
4: plus we're back on prime time action. The, the mass and rain delay content has now hit the airwaves for one Matt Brown. So that that's not usually a good sign. Rain delay for, uh, for Matt's blue Jays tonight, five, three lead over the Orioles glasses are on. (laughs) The, the frustration continues. just you know, Wyatt just
6: text, text me, texted me my list of golfers, like, for the, for the one. Have you not been watching the show, Wyatt? I'm going with Bermuda Burns, man. Like, what's going on? Hey, he's what just are doing, you doing his job.
5: I, made a, I asked him to send out the list to everybody tonight. Okay. I mean, like, what's
6: going on? Why do you got to throw him under the bus? Bermuda like that, Burns, it's already in stone. Chiseled. It's there. Oh. Sam Burns, he's going to win the tournament. <laughs> it's over. Chiseled. I wanted to tell Cia and be like, that's bummer that you have the bets in on those guys because you're not going to win.
4: <laughs> I wish you would have
6: done that. Yeah, I just feel like that's that's." Thanks that's to it. See you.
4: Thanks to, to John for yeah. joining us. But it, all that's the outrights, already... I wanted to
6: be like, I didn't hear you say Sam Burns, and so you're, like, yeah, you're not going to You, you win. missed somebody. Yeah, in, in yeah that you, list. you missed someone
4: in there. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, it's really unfortunate. I will be gone tomorrow for, for the one and done. I cannot wait for that. Kelly's, Kelly's ready. Gil, I don't know if he's ready. Matt Brown, I know, is definitely. The, the pick's already. We already know yeah, it is. Sam Burns. For, for the goal. Look forward to that uh, tomorrow. Let's get back to the NFL. We did our 32 teams, 32 shows a little bit earlier today, talking some Rams. Now we welcome in Megan Payton. Great to have uh, her join the show at Megan MeganPayton7. You can give uh, her a follow. Got to be weird this time of year, too, uh, for you, just the Payton family, because your dad, Sean, is... Like for the first time in what, 15 years, he's not coaching the Saints there. So um, first off, we'll ask you about the Saints here in a second. But what is has what the Peyton uh, family been like this summer here? Like what, what are you guys actually able to do now that your dad has all this free time?
7: right well what's up guys thanks for having me come on uh, getting very excited for the NFL season coming up you're right it has been it's been a weird year because every every year you get that anxiety rooting for you know whoever you're a fan of you you're looking out for it you're trying to figure it out so I'm still a Saints fan obviously but it's been a little bit different um you know my dad's just been full-blown competitive in his golf game so that's right now where the coaching style has come to I'm trying to improve the golf game and he's uh, taken on the role of being the golf coach so it's been fun but uh looking forward to getting into some of these nfl futures with you guys yeah
4: well we'd like to hear that first off and where do you stand now on on those saints i mean i know you are uh, you obviously have been very close to the sun to that to that organization for quite some time a lot of change with with the regime one of 10 new uh, first year head coaches there with dennis allen coming in we know Jameis winston is uh, coming off the injury and he's had some injury issues already there in training camp so what do you make of those saints coming out of the nfc south this year
7: You know I'm all for the Saints right now and you know I know I'm a little bit biased but I love the Saints winning more than 10 games this season right now the win totals at eight and a half and to me that's a little bit disrespectful for the New Orleans Saints so I'm looking at the Saints to have at least 10 wins and you can get it at plus 170 on a bunch of different sports books right now and I like this guys because you think about what the Saints did in 2021 a crazy year for New Orleans let's start from the beginning there was a hurricane that made them relocate for multiple months. They had four different quarterbacks at different times. We know Jameis Winston missed half the season with that ACL injury. They still went nine and eight guys. And then you think about what happened at the quarterback situation with, uh, you know, with Simeon, with Ian book. This was not an ideal situation For the Saints and Taysom Hill, they tried as well. And now I think we can only see improvement. I know there's been some great offseason additions out there in New Orleans. I love the signing of wide receiver Jarvis Landry. Get him out there as a number two with a healthy Mike Thomas who's going to be back. I love the draft with wide receiver Chris Olave. I think he's going to bring some healthy additions to depth with the wide receiver position. And then you look at the defensive side of things for New Orleans. They've been a top-run defense in this league for quite some time now. And then with the addition of the secondary, you look at safety Tyron Matthew, who's a Super Bowl champ, a three-time Pro Bowler. To me, the Saints have only gotten better this offseason. The only thing that I'm looking at when I think about New Orleans is what's going to happen with running back Alvin Kamara and his suspension. What are we looking at? Is it going to be a four-game suspension? Are we going to see something more like a six-game? That, to me, is going to have an impact on the Saints, knowing just how much he alone impacts New Orleans. But thankfully, they do have a great RB2 in Mark Ingram. I think the Saints are going to be just fine, and this is why I love betting the Saints to win 10 or more wins this season.
6: Megan, you're on another team that I am pretty fond of this season. That's the Eagles. I think that division that they play in could be pretty down here. I think Dallas is obviously worse. I don't think Carson Wentz is an upgraded quarterback for the Commanders, and so I think that there's a pretty big opportunity For this Eagles squad, of course, the schedule working in their favor as well. What do you like about this team?
7: Well, you said it right there. The third easiest schedule in the league right now. To me, this NFC East division is all up in the air. The NFC is not as strong as the AFC this season. But the Eagles, to me, are one of my favorite offseason bets. You look at what they did this offseason. I mean, talk about a fantastic draft. We've talked for so much time about the addition of wide receiver AJ Brown, the big trade for him and what that means for this offense. But it's not just stopping there. The Eagles, they had they signed a cornerback James Bradbury. They added linebacker Hassan Reddick. And then you look at their draft alone. How about defensive tackle Jordan Davis out of Georgia? I am so excited to see him out on an NFL field because just seeing him in practice alone, the way he bull rushed uh, offensive lineman Cam Jurgens, who they also drafted, is absolutely absolutely nuts. This Eagles team to me, it's only going to get better. 9-8 and in 2021. Vegas had their team win total last year, set at 6.5, clearly overpassing that. And then you look at what happened in 2021. You know, started off not great, but then towards the end they won 7 of 10 of their last games. To me, the Eagles are only going to get stronger here. And by the way, we are not the only ones thinking that. According to a report I saw on BetMGM, 90% of the bets are going towards the Eagles and 90% of the money is for the Eagles to go over nine and a half. This is one of my favorites, and it's why it's minus money, minus 130. It's not great, but I love the Eagles to clinch the NFC East as well.
4: Yeah, you were very right on that. A lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> are riding the the old uh, Eagles hype train this year. So I over know. Eagles, alt over on the Saints, which uh, you get a nice plus money price if you yeah. if you like that uh, on New Orleans. And it's funny too. We're we're going through this whole exercise now, Megan, of figuring out all right where is the hype a little bit out of control, and, and where do we actually, actually believe in it certainly sounds like I mean for you and Matt you believe in it with Philadelphia what about in the MVP market where we are seeing a lot of love I mean guys like Justin Herbert another quarterback and Josh Allen getting a lot of love as well this year who have you ended up uh, looking at when you're trying to break down value in that particular market there for MVP this year
7: I know I feel like I'm being boring with you guys going with Josh Allen as the betting favorite at plus 700 but there's a reason he's the betting favorite I mean we talk about this Buffalo Bills team what goes into play when you think about how do you win a regular season MVP award well let's be honest your team does have to be good and your stats have to prove it and let's also be honest when you look at who's won an MVP award it's been quarterback's for many many years the last time we saw a non quarterback win was in 2012 with running back Adrian Peterson so you look at the top quarterbacks in this league and Josh Allen is absolutely up there I think he's going to have the best season that he's ever had I mean in 2020 it wasn't even as good of a year for him in 2021 just speaking from a stats perspective he had 4407 passing yards 36 touchdowns 15 interceptions so for me just Josh Allen alone he's got to bring down those interceptions just a tad bit because why did Aaron Rodgers win well he had 37 touchdowns and four interceptions but this Bills team their success is going to help Josh Allen's success the defense improved tremendously when you add a Hall of Fame linebacker like Von Miller to your team it's only going to get better and the receiving core for the Buffalo Bills I feel really confident in. we know Stephon Diggs is fantastic over 1200 receiving yards in 2021 but I like the addition of wide receiver Jamison Crowder he's been a talented consistent veteran that's going to be a good reporter placement for Cole Beasley. And the receiver I am most looking forward to watching this season on the Bills is wide receiver Gabriel Davis. He was a fourth-round pick in 2020. He had that standout game in the divisional game against the Chiefs. We all know about that game. And he had over 200 receiving yards in that game. He had four touchdowns in that game. Let's see what he can do in 2022. And this is why I'm riding with Josh Allen. I'm riding with the Bills. They're the Super Bowl favorites. Josh Allen's the MVP favorite. It is what it is, but this is the safe bet and it's the bet that I feel most confident in.
6: Megan, we got about a minute left, but let's take the betting odds out of it. What team do you think, when it's all said and done, ends up winning the Super Bowl?
7: I think it's the Buffalo Bills. I I know that's Uh, You know, not very fun of me to say. I I really like Buffalo here. You look at the AFC West, guys. I mean, I love the teams in that division, but it's going to be hard for them to stay competitive. They're going to start beating up on each other. So I don't feel confident in betting on a Chiefs or betting on the Chargers. I think it's an AFC team this year, though. I do like the idea of Buffalo in Los Angeles, a Rams-Bills preview in week one. I think that could be our potential Super Bowl.
4: Look at that. Drinking the uh, Kool-Aid. Again, not the only one. We totally get it. It is what it is. Uh, Megan Payton, you can give her a follow. Again, great to talk all things NFL. at uh, Megan Payton is where you follow Megan on Twitter. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good one.
7: Thank you, guys.
4: Uh, Still a 2-2 game there, Matt. A a ridiculous near wild pitch to score a run, but a guy gets hit instead on the side of the foot. So that's just the type of year it's been for the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Like every time you're like, oh, wild pitch. Oh, never mind. It, It clips the guy in the side of the foot.
6: So, I am. Uh, yeah. I am watching here. Philly's going to get it done. Listen, I have a Phillies. I have a Phillies, NFC. I mean, Phillies <laughs> NFC. NFC. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have Something in, like in that. NL East bet, but it's not going to get home. So I'm kind of like, I don't really care if they continue mm-hmm. to to win. So it's just, it's a bummer to see uh, these these yeah. pitchers continue to get lit up all over the place. And then the White Sox again, just clinging to a two to one lead here. In the six innings over this Royals team, with the Royals with a couple of men on, so short this
4: season. Uh, How there's still 50 games left? I, know. I just looked this it's up. Hard to know. Too, So thanks to Megan for joining us. We will update all the live odds on Major League Baseball. Preview some of the games still to come on the night slate when we return here on Primetime Action. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly.
6: So, uh, you're a Bears fan. Yeah. Looks like it's going to be a rough season as it is anyway, and... It could only be getting rougher, as Roquan, Roquan Smith has decided that he wants out. He gone says that he is doesn't feel like he is respected, and there are already articles up on best trade partners and whatever. Oh, like man. people wasted no time, top ten trade partners to get Roquan oh. Smith. So, uh, all being said, though he is a legit player, I mean he yeah. is a he's yeah. a beast, and so if he really wants out, and you know he's just looking to get paid someone's going to make them an offer because someone's willing to pay him because that guy is definitely a difference maker on the field.
4: So remember, like, last year, how I feel like at this time of year, we were looking at, I guess, the equivalent franchise. Now, obviously, for a very different reason because Deshaun Watson was facing a year-long suspension, but we looked at the Texans. And remember you making the case, Matt, of just, like, this was one of those cases where you looked at everything around that organization and you felt like there was a case to be made for betting Mm -hmm. against them in every which way possible. I know you looked under – all it's under fewest wins. Yes, everything. Do, do the Bears? I mean, are the Bears getting close to qualifying it's for that type level of thinking on their season long handicap? Starting
6: to feel that way,
4: doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's just you just there's just nothing you can glean positively about Chicago in a way that would make you think. Well, well, maybe there's a chance where this goes a different way and they overachieve that way. I mean, I don't see it. I yeah, see I, it. I just it's look. The,
6: the team just doesn't have a lot of talent in the first place, and then everything starts to point to, I mean, like, you know, your star player now wants out of town. I mean, like th- there's just a lot of stuff going against
4: this squad. Having settled that, it would not surprise me if they, if they either won or came very close to beating the 49ers week one at home where – a alarming amount of the population of the United States of America is going to have Trey Lance on the road in some sort of teaser or parlay. I'm just going to say that right now, Matt. That's all I know. But yes. beyond that, I, there's not much to like about this, uh, this Bears team.
6: No, I don't like 15 them. 15-1,
4: to one, I think I saw, too, to have the fewest wins. Yeah, People are already like them hammering them. that. At all.
6: Uh, yeah. We got some first pitches coming. Yeah. If you want to play the Giants and the Padres, Alex Cobb versus Joe Musgrove. Musgrove and the Padres are minus 175 home favorites in this one against Cobb and the Giants. They are plus 150 on the road. Seven and a half is the total there. 940 Eastern. We've got the Angels and the A's. This is Shohei Otani versus James Caprillion. Otani and the Angels are minus minus one seventy. Favorites on the road. If you want Caprillion in the A's, plus 145 home underdogs, six and a half. Yes. Six and a half. Six and a is half. Is your total in that game. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at these lineups, and I mean it's Fletcher, Otani, Rengifo, Ward, Adele, Walsh, Stasi, Rojas, and Duggar. And then you look at the A's side, and it's, Manchin, Loriano, Murphy, Brown, Murphy Brown, um, <laughs> Pender, Kemp, Bride, Bolt, Skybolt. I might add Sky, Sky Bolt. S K Y E Bolt. Skybolt. What team is this? The A's. He used to play mm. right down the road here, um, mm. and then Nick mm. Allen. So was he moving into your favorite players list just because of the name? I mean, yeah.
5: Skybolts. Come
6: on, that's amazing. Yeah. Versus gotcha. Nick Allen. It makes me want to bet the A's tonight. So uh anyway, they are plus one forty five home underdogs. The reason the total is six and a half one. One, Otani's on the hill and two. Both of these lineups are atrocious. Like these the both of these lineups I are. I mean when you have James
4: Keprellian of a near four fifty ERA and all the advanced numbers say he's been yeah. actually lucky. Five twenty on the <laughs> FIP and X forty one expected ERA. And you still have a total that yeah. way? That's 940
6: Eastern, Pirates and the Diamondbacks, Zach Thompson and Tommy Henry. Henry and the Diamondbacks are minus 165 home favorites, plus 140 on Thompson and the Pirates on the road as underdogs, eight and a half the total. 1010 Eastern, Yankees and Mariners. This is, would you say, probably the the premier game of the evening here? Yeah. Yeah, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo we got Cole as a minus-135 road favorite in this one. you got Castillo and the Mariners as plus-115. Home underdog, 6.5 the total in this one. That one makes a little bit more sense as two aces are on the hill in this one. Mariners line up a little bit uh, watered down, as is the Yankees line up a little bit watered down. Looking here, Yankees choose to go with Benintendi in the three-hole. So it's mm. going to go Lemayhew, Judge, Benintendi, Donaldson, and then Torres, which is I think is an interesting decision there for. Remember
4: him. the last time these two teams faced, it was six nothing off of four home runs in the top of the first yes. inning, and Garrett Cole was being booed mercil- mercil- <laughs> mercilessly. So that was that was Luis Castillo's debut there for Seattle, and he wasn't in- insanely sharp. But when you're staked mm-hmm. to a six nothing lead, you just you, all you want to do is just throw pitches over the plate, get outs, get stri- throw strikes. And so yeah, it's it's a little bit tempting. A, to think – and, I mean, we're seeing there's sevens juiced under and some six-and-a-halves to think, all right, well, for Garrett Cole, like, a guy of his ilk is not going to look that horrific, essentially against the same lineup going back-to-back. Back. But we also had the exact same conversation, Matt, about both starting yes. pitchers last night. Yes. Logan Gilbert and, and Jameson Tyone, and it did not go well.
6: Last first pitch of the evening, 10-10 Eastern, Twins and Dodgers. Um, this is Joe Ryan for the Twins. Julio Urias for the Dodgers, minus 255 now on the Dodgers at home as favorites, 215, plus 215 on the road for the Twins as underdogs, and you're getting an eight total in that one. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's an over or pass for me on that Yankees-Mariners because, look, the the lineups still have runs in them. I understand that there there are some key cogs out of both sides of this lineup, which is why on top of the pitchers that are going, we're getting the depressed number at six and a half, but like you said, I mean, Garrett Cole's been kind of homer prone this year Mm -hmm. and you look at Castillo and he's he's definitely very good but it's still the Yankees right I mean it's still the Yankees lineup and so I don't know it's it would be over a pass for me I don't know if I'll pull the trigger I'm trying to wait on
4: hopefully they just call this game that would be great that'd be neat. bottom six rain delay Blue Jays or near 17 percent home run to fly ball rate mm -hmm. this year and also there's a misnomer that T-Mobile Park in Seattle is just this pitcher's paradise I mean it's really not it is, I guess, relative to some of other parks. It's definitely in the top half of pitcher-friendly parks. But, I mean, summer, when the ball is traveling anyway, it's not like you're just, you know, balls yeah. are just going to be long, loud outs. Uh, and the other the other one game that is close to wrapping up, you mentioned the Twins-Dodgers game coming up. Twins are likely going to be in a spot where if they lose that game as two, plus two two ten underdogs you see on your screen, we'll be tied in the AL Central because the Guardians have put up Five runs, that was a nothing-nothing game. We talked about it earlier into the fifth. Guardians, one in the fifth, one in the sixth, and then three in the eighth. They blow it open thanks to a Oscar Gonzalez two-run double. And they're on now trying to get to get the final outs. So Their five-nothing lead, bottom nine on the Tigers. So they could pull to within a half game of the Minnesota Twins, who, as we just talked about, Big dogs tonight.
6: And we were talking about Jose Urquidy having to string together a p- few good starts here as of late. He's getting lit up by the 48 and 60 Rangers mm-hmm. right now. Wow. Uh, Simeon has gone deep. Seeger has gone deep. Garcia has gone deep in this one. So he's given up three long balls already. They are down five to four. They did get a grand slam from a Ledmus Diaz in this one to... Uh, to, to close this the gap in this one yeah he
4: is they are dollar I'm seeing some one shop has a has Astros a dollar forty five live favorite it's down <laughs> down run bottom of the fifth <laughs> yeah I don't think I'm gonna be pulling also at, well, you were gone when we did we did the whole uh, we had this two different shows in a row one Jeff Parles did it one one time Isaiah Von Brinkle did mm-hmm. it the no grand slam prop so no grand slams across the major league card and it was always it was always juiced. To the yes, like will, yes, no. There'll be a grand slam, and they lost both both times we did it in pretty hilarious fashion. Yeah, I guess
5: that's so. that's one where I think there is some value on that no. I know it's. I like, think so too. It's yeah. been a discussed prop around here quite often, but it's one of those like you got to bet it every day and realize that there's going to be a lot of days that you're going to lose that.
4: And you would have lost it again tonight. It's more just comical for us as a live betting show to be like, oh my god, there's a bases loaded situation. Like let's root for a grand slam. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, it happened both the times we did it on this uh, on this specific show. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, how that works. White Sox did get back in front, so that's another big one. So they already lost the first game of a double dip today, 4-2. And you're looking at a situation there, Matt, where you loo- if you were to lose both, you would then go, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, you'd be looking at uh, dropping to an entire, like you'd, you'd lose a game and a half and just the, the one day alone against Cleveland. You're already down a game to them. So that would be two and a half back at Cleveland. And if the twins were to hold serve, you'd be three and a half back in Minnesota if you lose both. But the White Sox do get a Yoan Mancata. Nice of him to to, uh, show up to the season. Uh, Sixth home run of the year in the top of the sixth inning. He gets that bomb. So 2-1 there, stretch time in Kansas City. And uh, for for White Sox backers, it's like, okay, we've had enough of this. Can we just yeah. can we just survive and hang on to a late lead? Like, what what is it gonna take? Can we actually just coast to a win like, though, too? Like, just just one time, problem. yeah, one time. Just just help us out. That, that's all I know. Um, when we return, we did not get to one of the big headlines coming out of the sports world today, which will impact the tennis betting market. That is Serena Williams's impending decision to have her last tournament of her career be the upcoming U.S. Open. So we'll talk about that. There were some other interesting news and notes around the tennis world as we preview our U.S. Open. Coming up next, we'll maybe get one final update on all the baseball scores right after this as we wrap up the show on Primetime Action.
1: Listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
6: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
1: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
4: Our VSIN College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up early. And for a discount at $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Here we go, man. It's almost that time. Not football, which is we've been talking about every single day. We're oh, no, 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 the- no,
6: no, no, no. It is almost football time. I mean, it is. Because guess what, boys? Tonight... The debut of Hard Knocks. That's right. Oh, forgot I about I totally know that. Forgot about the that. debut of Hard Knocks. Set your DVRs. It is the Lions, and honestly, I'm pretty interested in this.
4: You know what? Now that I know that, I might I might have to download that on the old uh, HBO Max app to watch uh, tomorrow. Do you not have a traditional DVR in no, your home? I do not i don't
6: either i don't who ha- who has a yeah you know, so DVR, so yeah.
5: when i when i moved out to vegas quick side story when I moved out yeah. to vegas and i was getting all my tv Hold stuff on.
6: both of you don't have dvr
5: yeah yeah yeah. matt let me finish my story when i moved out of I vegas agree. right and i they're setting up my cable and everything i kind of just assumed that i ordered one with a dvr and that, and i asked the guy about it he's like no nah, there's no D- there's no dvr in here he's like He's like, believe me, you don't need one anymore. He's like, they're, they're, those are way too expensive for everything that's on demand and everything like that. And I'm like, okay, I'll be the judge of that. I gave it like three weeks, and I was like, I no
6: longer need a DVR.
4: Yeah. Just it's, it's fire up Everything's your... on demand. Yeah, everything is on demand.
6: I don't want to have to – it, yeah, it's on demand when I will get it all with my D V R. It just, it's right there and it plays and it's whatever. And I don't have to worry about internet connection or any of this nonsense or having four hundred different apps on my thing. Yeah, no, boom. No, no, no. It's right there. Wait I on. go I use my Cox cable and I'll get home tomorrow night and I'll I'll will cl- I'll click my little remote microphone thing and be like, play hard docs and then boom, it plays hard docs. So you'll be a day behind me. That's the other thing, right? I get it. I mean, yes, but watch it live. I was so my thought was more this
4: like if you have like a flight and you want to figure out what your entertainment is going to be for a three-hour flight, you want to you know. So that's why I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch it tonight. Let me just download it, download it from the app, the HBO app, onto my iPad, and then on the plane I can watch it.
5: Yeah, I think that's very wise.
4: Problem solved. I think it's very wise. Problem
5: solved. Don't get me wrong, Matt. This hit me me like a sack of bricks four years ago. I was like, what are you talking about, no DVR? I can't live without a DVR. Same for me. But I've been absolutely fine. There's not
6: been a single day where I've regretted not having a DVR. I'll put it this way. I'm very interested in this particular – I mean, so this Lions team. I know we have Vikings bets in, and I'm very proud of my Vikings bets. I do not think – I think there is – it is not out of the range of outcomes for this Lions team to at least make a run or scare the Packers and Vikings in this division. There is this team has a decent amount of talent. And that has, would
5: that would be the most classic way for us to lose our Vikings bets.
6: It's not to the Packers, <laughs> to the Lions. So. Yeah, like I don't think we'll lose it. Uh. I mean, and they're 10 to 1 to win the division. I don't think that it's worth a bet. And I don't think that they'll lose it. It would not shock me, though, if we were midway through the season and this Lions team was like greatly Greatly overshooting what we had anticipated sure. from from them. I, there, there's a decent amount of talent on that team. Jared Goff, as we know, he is what he is, but he's not he's not the he's not gutter trash, but he's also not like you know in the upper kind of like that upper yeah. two tiers. He's going to be a middling yeah. quarterback. Like he's not really going to lose you a game, but he's not going to win you a game either. He's just kind of going to be, but. I think there's some winnable games if he can just be. Commanders, Would you rather have- Seahawks. I think the Patriots aren't going to be as great as everybody thinks. What if the Dolphins aren't any good? Bears, Giants, Jags. I mean, there, there are some winnable games on this on this schedule. Would you rather have him or Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback? Oh, they're like one in the
5: same. I know. Team. I'm trying to think of good like comps. They're yeah. like the same I think I'd guy. rather
6: have him over Tannehill. I guess Tannehill at least has the legs upside. Yeah, that's true. There's at least a little bit of scrambling upside with Tannehill, but they're the same guy. They're the same guy. Yeah. Neither. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, like neither. Like, like you need neither. a really good team around there That's yeah. kind of my point. The, the, whatever,
4: whatever rookie we drafted and just stick mm-hmm. him out there, it's like going to be much. the same
6: thing. Yeah, you're going to be the same. Same Throw results.
4: Yeah, same results. Yeah, it's, it's hard to really have conviction over either yeah. of the, over either of the choices when you break it but down. But look, Jets. Panthers, Bears, look at that three game stretch.
6: Look at the four look at that look at that actually. Let's not say that. Let's look at that five game stretch. Yes, there's a Vikings game in there. Jags, Jets, Panthers, and Bears in four or five weeks. This team's win total is sitting at six and a half. If if they have found their stride, they are going to be either favorites in all four of those games or very, very slight dog slash like, you know, pick'ems. With that Jags, Jets, Panthers, Bears stretch right there,
5: or the or the other way to play that is maybe you look for an in-season win total over, right, something like that, right. Let them lose
6: a couple at the beginning. Right, the only yeah. problem is is
4: well, three of the first four. I was going to say the,
6: the only well the only other problem is is like I think they can beat Washington. I think they can beat the Seahawks. I think that there's a again a non-zero chance that this Patriots team is not near as good as. As we th- I mean, they didn't do anything like this Patriots team didn't really do anything in,
4: in the offseason, and, and I, I don't know. It's when he, I mean, look, even if you were two and three at the bye, where you, if you get yeah. wins against Seahaw- the Seahawks and Commanders, I mean, a win total of six and a half in season is not going to change, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I, it, as much as that you would, no, you'd like have to, to wait think, longer than that, yeah.
5: I, I mean, you'd have to wait through like the Packers or something like that, yeah. You'd yeah. need
6: them to get. Cowboys-Dolphins-Packers losses in, and right. then you can come six, in maybe. at that
4: point. That could, that could make sense.
6: Then you could come in at that point. Maybe Hopefully. that's the way I'll look to play, play the line. Hard he, knocks. Regardless, hard knocks come back tonight. I'm, I'm interested to see what old, what old Dan Campbell. Old yeah, man. Yeah, man. If he has any sort of sense of humor whatsoever – he should just kick he should just <laughs> kick off the show with like talking about eating kneecaps. It should just be like an but,
4: eight minute monologue yeah, to begin the show.
6: Like just since that made Cold all the open. headlines. Yeah, I mean yeah. that should that should, he should that's how he should kick things off.
4: I think those I be feel good.
6: like he's not going to do that. Yeah, Hard I don't enough. think so.
4: DVR it or stream yeah. it or watch it on demand. Whatever, whatever you want to do, <laughs> watch it. I prefer to see
6: my things the day that they air, so I'll, I'll just continue. You can DVR. do it one hour after they air.
4: I'll continue. You know what, You can do the cheat thing where five minutes after it starts, HBO puts the entire episode out. Right. So you could go in your app, fast forward to the end and spoil it for everybody else watching in real time. That's how that works, man.
6: A red wedding. You could have just gone <laughs> in and just, like, spoiled that. For oh, like the
4: a Red moment. Wedding. Uh, who could, who could, you could, have, you could okay. have done that? Okay. Let's, let's, I don't want to think about I bet you right they up. didn't put
6: up Game of Thrones five minutes into the episodes.
4: Oh, no, they did. No, they, they, did. Did. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. But, I mean, people wanted to actually watch them. They weren't going to just – why would you ruin uh, the, weir- the weirder
5: part was the, the hack of that, no, is that it would always air, what, 9 o'clock Pacific time out yeah. here, but they'd be on the app at 6 o'clock Pacific time so, because yeah. they aired 9 o'clock Eastern time.
4: You could watch it before. So that that. You, could you could watch, could watch, watch it three
6: hours before. So I can do that too because I have multiple HBO channels, and so I have all they about this. I have eight different or twelve <laughs> he knows he's different. Wrong. I have the East. Yeah. I have the West. I have the Family. I have the Comedy. I have all the different feeds of
4: the of the of the, of the HBO channel. So Serena Williams announces her. <laughs> yeah,
6: please.
4: <laughs> Seriously, Serena. Uh, Serena kids. Williams. Kids,
6: you, you all. You kids in the stream. What do you think about What do you think where-
4: about uh, Serena Williams using the word evolution? And not retirement. Is that, That's where we're at with yeah, athletes. Yeah, I mean,
6: listen, look, it was – We talked I mean, like, about this before. One of the before. greatest of all time. We, so, yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, do what you want to do. The goat. I mean, she's, yeah. the, she's the greatest of all time. I mean, like, she is the greatest uh, of all time. And you just get to a point, you're 40, everyone else is 20, you're not going to be able to compete anymore. You know, it's just not, not going to happen. And so, I think – I think we found that out very quickly with her this, this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah.
4: I, look, it was a full year yeah. of rehab trying to come back and did not look at Wimbledon like there was much left in the tank. So you understand it. And she, I mean, she did win her first-round match at Montreal. So they have the Montreal tournament going right now. Then they'll go to Cincinnati, and those are the two real big, big lead-up tournaments to the U.S. Open, which starts in just a few weeks. They're in Flushing Meadows in New York. So, for Serena, it's – yeah, I mean, the writing was pretty clearly on the wall. It's not worth betting a 16-1 to for sure. No, 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 no. For sure. That number would need to be way longer. Look, do I think they skew the draw so that she gets as easy of a route as possible through the first two rounds? And then they probably – like, you know they're going to line her up with Are you calling shenanigans already? You were calling shenanigans. How does every tennis tournament always work, Matt? I mean – it's, it's it's how it always it, yeah. I look like, I would be willing to bet you a lot of money that the first she gets the two of the week weaker like a weak the weakest pod possible to start the tournament yeah. and then gets either a Sloan – either like a Sloane Stevens, Coco Goff, or a Naomi Osaka it, in the third round and that is how she gracefully leaves this, like succumbing to one of the games next greats from American only tournament. two non bets on
6: there are Serena and Osaka at 650 after Osaka, after to, like after who, today
4: like the, there's those with, are non-bets. She withdraws today with a quote-unquote yeah. back injury. If
6: anybody wants to make a case for almost anybody else on there because the women's side tends to be far more volatile than the men's side, I will at least listen to you. Those are the two non-bets for me yeah. no matter what.
4: And Bianca Andreescu, condition. who won this a couple years ago, then had all sorts of injury issues. She's making a comeback 16-1. to 1. She just won her first-round match, a big upset over Daria Kasatkina, who was the number 11 seed there in the Rogers Cup. So watch out for Bianca. She
6: She's played well there. There we
4: go. Get you a piece honest. of sixteen to one. I got Matteo Berrettini thirty to one on the men's side. We're gonna ride with Mer- We're gonna ride okay. with Matteo. We're gonna do it. I'll All right, it. we say so long for Kelly Bidlin, for Matt Brown. I'm Ben Wilson, saying good night here on Primetime Action. It is the nightcap coming up next here on Veasan.